This episode is brought to you by Novello Mattresses, where comfort meets innovation, giving you the perfect night's sleep you've been dreaming of. Are you tired of tossing and turning all night, struggling to find a comfortable position? Look no further than Novilla Mattresses, the ultimate sleep solution designed with your comfort in mind. Experience the luxury of a good night's sleep with Novilla's advanced mattress technology. Their mattresses are crafted using the finest materials, providing the perfect balance of support and softness. Whether you prefer a plush feel or a firmer surface, Novilla has a mattress that caters to your unique sleep preference. But what sets Novilla apart from the rest? It's their commitment to innovation and quality. Each mattress is thoughtfully engineered to provide optimal spinal alignment, reducing pressure points, and ensuring you wake up feeling refreshed and rejuvenated every morning. Say goodbye to restless nights and hello to blissful sleep with Novilla's cutting-edge cooling technology. Their mattresses are designed to regulate temperature, keeping you cool and comfortable throughout the night. No more waking up in a sweat, just pure, uninterrupted sleep. Worried about allergens and dust mites? Don't be. Novilla mattresses are hypoallergenic and resistant to common allergens, ensuring a healthier sleep environment for you and your loved ones. And here's the best part. Novilla is committed to affordability. They believe that everyone deserves a great night's sleep without breaking the bank. That's why their mattresses are competitively priced, giving you the best value for your money. But don't just take our word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already made the switch to Novilla. Even when your mom comes to my place, just know she's getting a great night's sleep, among other things. <laughs> Experience the difference for yourself and discover what it truly means to sleep like you've never slept before. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% off any purchase you make through Novilla directly. Ready to transform your sleep experience? Visit their website today and choose the Novilla mattress that suits your needs. Your journey to a better night's sleep starts now with Novilla mattresses. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. What is going on, my fellow Schwook Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Christmas Sweezy, not Cancel Sweezy. Some of you may be thinking, oh, is this just another episode of Cancel Sweezy? No, it's, it's fucking Christmas Sweezy, and guess what? Why you so, like, think about that before you decide to, like, come into my life and start shit. How do I... I have no clue. You heard popping. I don't know. Something happened. Uh, anyways, though, welcome to the show. I don't know how much more I can change right here. Uh, welcome to the show today, folks. It's uh, We got a good one. It's a Christmas shweezy episode. We're back on the Christmas shit. I, I fucking love Christmas. Goddamn, dude. Fucking love. Love me some Christmas. You know why? And I think the reason why I love Christmas is because every... It, it, and I tell everyone this. This is the same reason. I had to look at something, sorry. The same reason, the, the reason why I think Christmas is the best holiday is because for once in probably some people's lives, they have to act like a good person. You know, I, you can't, like, even the, even the, 
even the Trump supporters are like, you know what? It's Christmas. I need to be good because uh, the false prophet believes in another thing that's made up and that makes Christmas important. Even though I'm even like far off from the, uh, even for me, I'm like way off from all like the Christian bullshit at this point. Uh, I like to call it Christian bullshit, Christian bullshit. Even then, I like to, you know, I, I like it. I still like Christmas. I still think it's good. And, you know, that, you know, as I like to say, you know, it's just because it's an old song and you don't believe in the words anymore doesn't mean you can't sing it every once in a while. You know, I think I'm going to make up my own version of that. It's from another, it's from a, it's from a, it's from a book and movie, so, or in a TV show, slash that, uh, but no, anyways, though, what have I been up to lately that's actually been important, uh, been giving my four-year-old cousin Mountain Dew every time I see her, and, okay, so, so what happened was, she asked me, like, a week before Thanksgiving, she asked me, can you bring Mountain Dew to Thanksgiving, I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I brought Mountain Dew, and her parents were like, you know, just because a child asks you to do something doesn't mean you have to do it. I'm like, yeah, but she asked She asked nicely, and also, it's not like I'm buying her something crazy. It's like a fucking soda. A sodi pop, as, uh, as some would say. I was towed. And so I don't even know if she likes Mountain Dew, but I've just been giving it to her, you know, and... Uh, I don't know. I've been. I've just been kind of awesome. I, I just kind of enjoy that, and and I just love the idea. Someone's like, they're gonna get you back one day. I'm like, as if I don't already live in a home with things that make loud noises and caffeine and other things. That caffeine, you know, is is also a thing. But no, it's been fun. I got to see her yesterday. She was. She's so much fun. Uh, she's four. She, we played. She likes. She has a shorter attention span, but she is a child, so I think we can all allow that. But she also likes playing video games, and she's also not good at video games. So, like, I pulled my Switch. We play Mario Kart, which, you know, Mario Kart's, like, the game everyone can play, you know? And that's why it's so fucking popular is because everyone can play Mario Kart, and you can get good at it, but, you know, at the same time, it also kind of... It helps you if you're not good at the game, like you'll get the power ups that do help you. So that's why, you know, Mario Kart's always good. A little too young for Jackbox. I think we also played. Uh, somehow we didn't get Smash Brothers out um, because I did not want to ruin her life. Um, I made sure we didn't play Smash Brothers. I think she likes that one. It's a little bit easier for her to, you know, you just hit buttons and stuff like that. She was like whooping my brother during Thanksgiving. Uh, we also, yeah, we also played that. We played, I played Star Wars Racer with her, which I was like, you might like this. And she was like, well, we play someone else. Not too long after. I'm like, we played uh, Mario 3D World, one of my favorites. Uh, you can do like the multiplayer version of that. And then, uh, yeah, she, she kept dying from like a turtle or something like that. She didn't like that. And then uh, I think we've ended on Mario Odyssey. Um and I was just like, I took, I tried to take her to like that first level, not the, the, well, it's technically the second level, I think, after you get out of the Hat Kingdom, like you go to like where the dinosaur is, and I was trying to get her to like be the dinosaur, but like she got so fucking distracted, just like the small opening area, I'm like, you have to, we, and there was like this little ledge you had to climb, I'm like, let's just climb, let's climb the ledge, and she was like, no, I want to jump in the water again, and then I was like, don't jump off the waterfall. I forgot this is my actual save file of Mario Odyssey. Oh, yeah, uh, she was Mario. I was playing as Cappy, the hat. So it was a lot of fun. 
uh, so like that. She's terrible at video games, by the way. FYI, I'm just like, maybe if some of you are thinking, like, maybe I should recruit her for my esports team. Don't. She's not that good. Um, also, in my substitute teaching uh, misadventures, there, there was a kindness assembly. Uh, I don't talk about the kids much on the show because I shouldn't, but uh, I'll tell you this because I can. Uh, because it doesn't stay single out to anyone. Uh, I told the class, I was like, all right, I want you guys on your best behavior. Like, right hand over your heart, left hand up in the air. You know, we're, we're making swears today, folks. Had them be like, I'll be on my, I'll be on my best behavior, from, and I will not get Mr. Schwag in trouble, you know, stuff like that. And I promised them if they were good during the assembly, I'd be like, they like it when I'm like, Daddy, chill. And then I also want to hit the gritty, because uh, it is funny watching a 30-year-old hit the gritty. I don't care... How old you are, it is funny to watch a 30-year-old hit the gritty. And so, yeah, they kept their end of the bargain. None of them got in trouble. So then I had to, I'm like, all right, I'll hit the gritty. And I'm like, you know, like hitting the gritty in front of class. And then they're like, woo! And I'm like, daddy, chill. Oh, no, I'm like. Daddy, chill. And then, you know, fucking losing their shit from there. Uh, and then they all started acting like little shits after that, you know? I thought it was like, after Thanksgiving, I was like, you know, I kind of miss them. And then. It was the Monday bag. I was like, nah, I don't miss them anymore. <laughs> and she's like, I know I still like them, but when you're like, God damn, but God damn, apparently there's a time limit for how good kids can be. Like, I'm only allowed to be on my best behavior. I, I, there's only a certain amount of time I can do it. And yes, it's when someone else comes to the school, but that I'll do it. But yeah. Uh, but anyways, I don't know. We had a kindness assembly and like I was. They had like a, they had, you know, I'm not going to, the guy was good. Like, uh, the guy who came, he was good. He, you know, I think with middle school assemblies, you know, cause I, I fucking start just getting on. I, I get very interested when I hear middle school assembly, you know, and I hear that and I'm like, yes. And so they had a guy come in talk about kindness and shit like that. He had good points. He said like, he, he did like a fundraiser. I don't know if it's a fundraiser is the word, but. Uh, they got a bunch of shoes and they brought them to kids in Kenya, which means, which is a good thing because that means those kids in Kenya, because you have to have shoes to go to school and like, you know, why those kids just don't have shoes and shit like that. So, which is, which is weird. I mean, I mean, it's not necessarily weird, but like, is Africa really that poor? Are we as white people? It's we. <laughs> We as white people, are we not helping Africa out that much? Isn't that our whole thing, like, white saviors, you know? Like, are we really not help? Are we really doing that bad of a job? <laughs> like, you know? But anyways, no, but, like, the shoe thing is a really cool idea. Like, I have friends, they're doing a, they do, like, a coat drive every year. Like, they'll, you know, kids whose parents fucking suck, uh, they'll buy coats for the kids. It's not the kids' fault that their parents fucking, that is one thing I've noticed about being a teacher. It's like, some parents suck a lot. You know, you know, you meet the kids and they're little shits and you're like, maybe their parents suck. And then you meet their parents and their parents are like, I'm sorry about our fucking asshole kid. I'm like, maybe the kid sucks, you know, uh, you know, I will, I will take account. I will blame the parents before I blame the kid for being a little shit. Uh, but no, I think it's really cool. Um, I don't know about the Africa thing, but like apparently one of like an, a Kenya Olympic runner or whatever was using these old ratty shoes that he got from like this guy too. He's like, no, these are my lucky shoes. Like, so there's just some dude in the Olympics with like the just the most worn out shoes he's ever you've ever seen in your life. And like, that's just Kenya for you. Um, those happened. Oh yeah, he was like filming, and I was like, you know, I don't want those middle schoolers know. You know, I, I the you know about like 
you know, this show, I'm not like ashamed of anything on this show, but at the same time, uh, what do we talk? We, you know, we talk about inappropriate things, like things I, I wouldn't, you know, things I wouldn't bring up in conversation with middle schoolers. And that's the thing about this show is, uh, I expect you to be in high school. Like I expect if you're in middle school, I hope you don't understand. I hope this show isn't for you. You know, when I was a kid, the Daily Show wasn't that interesting to me with Jon Stewart, even though Jon Stewart was is fucking phenomenal. Now as an adult, I'm like, Jon Stewart is fucking phenomenal. I didn't like Seinfeld that much when I was a kid. Now I fucking love that shit. Um, anyways, though, yeah, I had to make sure I didn't get on that dude's personal camera. He had, a, he had a career with him. I didn't want to get on his camera. I didn't want some fucking asshole being like, hey, is that fucking Sweezy? <laughs> Just sitting there in the back laughing at whatever's going on. <laughs> Yeah, that's me. Uh, so anyways, though, um, yeah, I don't know what we're going to title this episode yet, but I did have a thought. Uh, imagine, like, I don't know. I, I've i never been in this situation. Uh, I'm, a, I'm at least a good enough person. I know I've never been in this situation, but imagine, like, a girl, you know, comes up to you and she tells you she squirts, you know? Like, she tells you she squirts, and I'm like, Ew, you fucking own a Zune? Like, cause yeah, that was their like sharing thing then they have. Yeah, Zune. Basically, like before streaming, like apparently you could like share. I didn't own a Zune, so I don't I don't fucking know. I, I was fucking normal. I had an iPod. I I was like every kid who was obsessed with music. I had the fucking 80, I had a fucking iPod classic, you know. Old, old music nerds had the 30. And I, I think I started with the 80, and then they eventually went to, like, 120. 80 is a lot for just music, by the way. 80, they, they had a hard time figuring out those sweet spots. I think right now, like, any device, like, the, oh, that, that was a, that's what annoys me with my fucking Xbox Series S. It's a digital-only console, the Xbox Series S. Digital-only. 512 gigabytes were, like, the Series X was, like, a terabyte. I'm like... Put the terabyte in the digital-only console. They do it now, you know? They, they made the cool fucking black one, which is so fucking slick. <sighs> yeah, but anyways, though, uh, do you squirt? Because if you do, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Like, you goddamn fucking Zune owner, dude. For real. Actually, Zune wasn't, wasn't that bad. It's just Microsoft was... There is something to say here. If you if you're a company and you make a product, and if you decide to not stand by that product, that means the product failed. If you're willing to stand by something, even if it is the shittier version, like Nintendo does, you know, with the Switch, like, you know, you gotta you gotta have some gut. You know, I think that was the problem is Microsoft did not have any integrity when it came to the Zune. I'll have a Zune Christmas. Without you, I'll be so blue, <laughs> just thinking about you. Decorations of Pooh Brown on a little device will no longer be squirting. Because the Zoom isn't supported by Microsoft. Even the iPod still has some support from Apple. 
Even though Apple doesn't like you using ancient products because they want you to buy all the brand new shit. But you'll have a Zoom, 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 Zoom Christmas. See, that's how fucking good I am at songwriting, people. I knew a melody. I had a basic idea for a song. And I just fucking made a song out of it. You know? This is me This is me complaining about all my music students I have who are at that age where they just know more than you. And, like, I don't know. It's just something about, I don't know, maybe it's me. Maybe this is the sign I shouldn't be a music teacher. But there's just, there's just something in me. I'm like, I have to prove I'm better than them. To, to kids who I've literally been playing longer than they've been, been playing music longer than they've been alive. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's all I have to say today. I'll have a Zoom Christmas without you. That's the fucking terrible song. And even, yeah, it is weird. So if a girl's coming up to you and saying she squirts me like, ew, I don't, I, I, don't, I use an iPod, sorry. Uh, make sure you're checking out my, uh, I'm going to get out a beer. And then, uh, make sure you guys are checking out my music under Shweezy, wherever you're getting that at. I just put out, if you listen to that little uh, cover of Joy to the World, I did. Uh, the good one, not the like, major scale going down. Um, definitely go check that out. Over there, social media at the Shweezy, posting cool shit all the time. Over there, we do have PayPal and Cash App, which are great ways to financially support the show. We do have Patreon still, too, which you can continue to do over there. Everything's just basically a tip jar right now. But make sure you remember all the free shit you can fucking do, because uh, we need you to at least do the free shit. Honestly, that's a little bit more important than the paid shit. Um, Make sure you, who are listening to the show, make sure you go to our... YouTube page. Make sure you're subscribed. Leave us a comment. Make sure you're thumbs upping this uh, episode, other videos, and other cool shit you can do. Leave us comments because that's actually the best way. Because I actually do want to hear. Like you know, I, I say shit. This is like a one way conversation, and it doesn't. It, it is a conversation, and if you don't respond back, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of, it kind of sucks. Fuck. That was the same kid I was talking about earlier today. She she was the one. Fuck. Uh. Uh, make sure you, uh, and then also if you're on the audio platforms, uh, leave a review, give us a five, four, three, two, or one star rating. So be cool to your school. That's a, that's a cool line. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. I know where. Being excited about going to New York. You know you've never been to New York if you're excited about going to New York. Well, I don't know. New York's fun. I like New York. <sighs> Let's jump into previous week right now. The news from last week that is going over right now. It is it is a Wednesday. And this is all stuff you should have heard about last week. So, as our friend would say, or as our friend Phil DeFranco would say, let's just jump into it. Uh, this is from church leaders. Um, we're not going to have the best sources, but I did fact check them. Okay. Like, I did actually, some of these I did fact check. This first one I fact checked. Uh, I'll get to the other one when I get to it. 
Um, why don't? Yeah, never mind. Okay, undeniably a crisis. IHOP KC posts update on investigation into allegations against Mike Bickle. This is the type of guy you get. Uh, the executive leadership team, ELT, of International House of Prayer of Kansas City, IOPKC, in Kansas City, Missouri, has defended its decision to use a law firm to conduct the independent investigation into its founder, Mike Bickle. Leaders also emphasize that they, are, that they have not cleared Bickle of the allegations against him and acknowledge that the ministry is dealing with a crisis. IHOP KC has contacted and is in communications with multiple third parties about conducting an independent examination of the allegations presented by the complaint group, as well as a review of IHOP KC's report on initial findings and the ELT in an update on Wednesday, November 22nd. These third parties include national Christian leaders, journalists, and investigative firms, and were involved in hashtag MeToo and investigated the SBC and RZIM. There has also been unfounded suspicion and sowed fear upon IHOP Casey's choice to utilize law firms to conduct the initial examinations of the allegations. The ELT continued, however, law firms are routinely involved in the investigation of sexual abuse in accordance with due process, a fundamental part of the justice system and a basic right enshrined in the U.S. Constitution. IHOP KC is a ministry that aims to spread the gospel in society with a reliance on 24-7 prayer and worship. On October 28, three former ministry leaders published allegations that ministry founder Mike Bickle was guilty of sexual and spiritual abuse. Bickle subsequently stepped away from leadership. In a statement on October 29th, IHOP KC said, Our leadership team takes these allegations very seriously. We are engaging with outside parties to assess and arbitrate these allegations. On November 5th, the IHOP KC ELT announced that Bickle would be taking an indefinite leave of absence and that the ministry had hired national law firm Stinson LLP to investigate the allegations against him. A number of people pushed back against that decision, with some expressing concern that the law firm would prioritize protecting IHOP KC over defending survivors. A position on change.org that was started by IHOP KC survivors urged IHOP KC to hire guideposts or gray skyly response to abuse in the Christian environment to conduct a true third-party investigation into the sexual abuse allegations and the systemic environment of IHOPKC. Online Eclipse circulated on February 28th, interview with Reverend Dr. Esau McCauley and attorney survivor advocate Rachel Denhollander, in which Del... Den Hollander explained why she believes it is best to avoid law firms when evaluating sexual abuse allegations in Christian organizations. One of the reasons Den Hollander gave was that it is very difficult for an attorney to switch out of liability mode into transparency and truth mode. Instead, she recommended ethics and compliance firms. Okay. So, yeah, um, if you don't know, ELT, or that's short for, which I have a complete folder on my computer right now called just ELT Updates, uh, Executive Leadership Team, which um, you are a church, not a business, though there are some similarities in between churches and businesses. Um, from what it sounds like, you are running things more like a business, and I think and I think at the end of the day, IHOP Kansas City is running itself as a business. And I think you should see how they're doing things just like a business. What would happen, just think about, like, if those of you who work in just, like, a standard office-type job, uh, what would happen in regard – there's a couple things that would happen and say, say your boss, the CEO or 
a manager or some fucking bullshit title that, you know, you give, uh, people give other people jobs. So it's like, you know, we're going to waste someone, someone who's not important gets a job title. You know, I don't know. You know, it's a friend. You know know what I'm talking about. You know, I'm just thinking about this. Yeah. If it happened in your office, what would happen? You know, it, it all feels like what happens when sexual assault happens at, you know, just a standard office. So either the, the comp- it depends on, you know, obviously. So say, you know, a woman comes forward with uh, saying a guy, it's just some low-level employee, and you're like, go fuck yourself, get out. It's the CEO or, like, the boss of everyone. Uh, you know, human resources jobs job is to protect that person. And, you know, just like the Nazis doing what you were told. Uh, so, like, that's human resources. Their, their job is to protect that and even though they're at a point though and at least their internal investigation you know when someone says internal investigation it is like it's like okay it's you versus them what side are we going to take and then it's like oh we're going to take their fault and like yeah we've also noticed your work performance has been getting pretty bad yeah oh all of a sudden the work performance is bad go fuck yourself so with the ELT updates i've been seeing basically what their initial investigation showed was that, hey, Mike Bickle did sexually assault those women. However, we don't have any proof, you know, and somehow, somehow we don't have any, you know, all, all of a sudden there's no proof and you could like, you know, like I worked at a, at a job and it was like a credit card company. I was doing customer service and I, I started noticing a lot of fraud on a lot of, you know, a lot of people calling it about fraud and so the more I look into it, you know, the the sketchier things I, you know, I find. And, you know, they're all of a sudden trying to, like, punish me for showing, noticing things I like. And I'm, like, telling them what's going on. You're like, we don't have any proof of that. And then I started sending up proof. And all of a sudden, I didn't have a job anymore, you know? It's stuff like that. So they're, they're, they're reading as just very sketchy, horrible people. Like, this is, this is the shit that IHOP Kansas City is just known for. Like, they're just known like just having shitty leadership and they'll do whatever they need to do to like gain power, to gain this authority over you. Like this is what the leadership team at IHOP Kansas City is all about. Like they're just all about being able to control someone and take advantage of people. And it's, it's pretty fucking gross. And, uh, yeah. So basically what their update was like, we don't have any proof. And, in regards to this, I'm thinking about this more of like a work lawsuit or whatever. So what basically what has to happen, if you like to say you have like in you know, a legal situation with like somewhere you worked or whatever. So say I, I listen to a lot of Ryan, uh, the the law, the TikTok law attorney guy, Ryan, the attorney, I think he talks about how in, you know, in, in typical like, hey, I'm going to sue my former employer or bring up a lawsuit against a former employer. Uh when when it comes to that, it's not just like he said, she said stuff. Like that's you know, that's other criminal law. Like when it comes to like a workplace issue, all that happens is like you have to have proof, you know. And that's why it's always suggested that if you work somewhere like that and you're like, these people are kind of being really sketchy about things. Write down, make sure, just uh, make sure you have everything in writing. You know, basically if you they put you in a meeting to like punish you and you say that's not right send you know hr send the managers all an email and make sure you cc like a an email they can't like delete later 
at the same time so you have all that proof. And I always say, like, hey, so after after I complained about sexual harassment in the workplace, uh, a, a couple weeks later, uh, I had a meeting about my poor work performance, which I do believe is related to, you know, the sexual harassment thing, and I believe that. So you'd write that down, you send it out, and make sure they know. So the more they try to punish you, the worse it looks, you know? And so at the end of the day, it's basically, again, like, sexual, people aren't fucking writing down their sexual assaults. Like, Mike Bickle is not going to be like, Dear Diary, today I forced myself on this woman. She didn't like it, but I did. You know, like, he's not fucking writing that down in his fucking diary. So that's basically what they're investigating. That's, like, all their investigation was. Uh, ending it off, I want to talk about this fucking how they ended this, how this article was ended. Uh, okay, let's read this again. After a change out of work petition, which, like I said, petitions don't do fucking shit. So you're wasting your time. You're like, I'm going to sign a petition to get you to stop that. I'm like, go ahead and fucking do something to get them to stop it. Don't fucking write a petition. Also, according to me, don't hurt people. Uh, so they, they wanted to say out from actual law firms that, you know, do third party investigations on sexual abuse in churches, which in my mind, I'm, for those of you who are Christian listening to this, I just want to let you know, if you're new, I think you should be able to go to church and not get, uh, sexually abused. And so that's my goal with looking at all this shit. Uh, so now we're looking at this like about why they don't do third party investigation, why they don't like it. Uh, was it very difficult for an attorney to switch out of liability mode into transparency and truth mode? Transparency and truth mode is what you hire a lawyer for. A lot of times you will hire a lawyer and basically they'll say shit you do not want to hear, but their goal is to do the best job they can possibly do. So if you're just like for an attorney, switching out of liability mode into transparency and truth mode, that's that's what they're looking at. And the fact that you're like, we're not going to hire this person because we, you know, they're going to, because they're just, we don't want them to switch out of liability. We want them to, they weren't, they're going to switch into transparency and truth mode. That's why we don't want to hire them. Like, that means you're hiding something, okay? That means you're hiding something, and that makes you worse than if you just let a third party investigate. And that's what the problem with IHOP Kansas City is, is because they're not unwilling to want third parties investigating. They're wanting to hide everything. They're wanting to close it shut. They want this sexual abuse allegations against Mike Bickle. They want this whole Mike Bickle mess to just go away. That's what I've been looking at when I, every time I just hop on the IHOP Kansas City Facebook page, all I'm seeing is like, pray for us. We are struggling. We are in a time of struggle, you know, I'm like, you're not in a, you're in a time of accountability. Okay. You're in a time of accountability and to do the right thing. And for you to do the right thing means also following the goddamn book you follow, the one that you believe is written literally and is meant to be interpreted literally, even though you're also reading a translation of it, a bad one also with that. So, yeah, you're making up excuses on why you don't want to, you, you're, you're worried about an attorney. Yeah. You're worried about an attorney fucking roasting you to shit because that's what you fucking deserve. So yeah, like you're getting every, I have can is getting everything they fucking deserve. And she's like this, this whole thing, 
just shows how fucking terrible they are. Like, just how terrible. They're just, they're, they're trying to stay on both sides. They're trying to stay on the side of, uh, Mike Bickle was innocent until proven guilty, but also, uh, public opinion says we shouldn't have him, so we got rid of him, but, like, can you guys just, like, forget about it, you know? I know he was, like, a terrible guy. He lied to you. He made up a bunch of shit. But, like, can you guys just get fucking over it? We're trying to make some money here, okay? Shut the fuck up. That was a rant, dude. (laughs) All right. um, Everything else is going to be shorter. Don't worry. Um... This one's from Rock Celebrities. Uh, it's from Haley Williams sends a warning to Paramore crew. Somebody's getting fired. That's rough, buddy. During a recent show, Paramore singer Haley Williams sent a warning to the crew members by singing in a new videos by Consequence on X. The uh, <clears throat> pyrotechnics seemed to malfunction in fire at the wrong time. Fed up with it while singing Hard Times, she changed the lyrics to warn the crew about the incident. While singing, she said the following instead of the original lyrics. Somebody's getting fired. Beyonce did. So we can too. And I can't wait to speak with you. It's the third time you've done that shit to us. The incident Williams referred to took place in a 2010 show where Beyonce showed where her lighting tech missed their cue during a performance of Diva leading her to utter the phrase into the mic uh, for all to hear. A similar accident happened more recently as well, getting too hot during a recent show. The singer saying, turn the fan on after one of her technicians seem to have forgotten about it. Now let's show the clip. think about this you know I'm, i get more i'm just you know curious and i'm i was trying to find the full story and i'll probably find the full story by uh the by the time probably by the time this episode comes out i'll probably figure out what that fuck is going on with this but like you look at it so this there could be a background story that i do not know uh but from what it looks like is uh, pyrotechnics are supposed to go off Pyrotechnics supposed to go off at a specific time, and they were going off at the wrong time. Apparently, this was the third show that this happened on. And then it happened, and Haley was talking about she was going to fire someone. Um, now, I I do think something's going on with Haley. Um, I don't want to make any full accusations, but. Uh, but I, but it's fun, fun to say shit. So I'm gonna say shit. But I don't know if it's true or not. So I could be very wrong. I think Haley Williams, at least on this current tour cycle, may be on something. Um, 
I don't necessarily know what. I feel like pills. I feel like some sort of pill. But like I said, I don't know. But as someone who enjoys being sedated, that's like my saying. As someone who enjoys it, you can kind of tell uh, when other people are kind of going through a problem with it. I don't know. I get that vibe for me personally, uh, but I'm not, no, but I don't know, like maybe, but what I hope kind of is going on with this is that Haley Williams was joking and stuff like that. And she really isn't the full on diva that you, everyone hears rumors about. And also, can we, can we talk about their album? This is why we're going to talk about it at the end of this uh, end of the month of the episode. But God damn, like Paramore's albums have been so like, like, I remember thinking, like, Paramore, what is Paramore's worst album? And I was thinking, Brand New Eyes. I'm like, no, I really like Brand New Eyes. And then you're like, well, maybe it's their first thing, first album, you know? All We Know Is Falling. Is that the name of it? If it isn't, I'm sorry. And I'm like, no, that one has good songs on it, too. And then you think, like, huh, okay, so it's not those. Like, those are the first ones you would think of. And you're like, well, Riot, that's a perfect album. Like, that album's perfect. Uh, the self-titled... Um, I absolutely love, um, but I can see where, cause that was like, we're making a pop, it was like very much, we're making a pop rock album when they were a pop punk emo of a band. So it was kind of a switch. And then after laughter, I really liked, and then this is why it was fucking dog shit. Like I, they've made every album has been so good. Like there's no way, I don't know how a band makes five just fucking fantastic albums and then make the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. And they're like, we're going to make a remix album of this. I'm like, did it fix the album? No, it didn't. Okay. And so, and I think that's why, also why I think Haley might be on drugs. But anyways, though, what do you all think? Do you think she's just being a diva? Do you think this is real? Do you think this is fake? What do you think? Please let me know. Mm. And last article we have here, Endless Shrimp is responsible for Red Lobster's 11.3 million loss, CFO says, and it's from The Messenger. Red Lobster might be allowing customers to indulge a little too much in its famous Endless Shrimp buffet. The seafood chain CFO said the popular $20 all-you-can-eat shrimp deal was partially responsible for 11.3 million laws posted in the third quarter of this year, according to the Restaurant Business Magazine. Endless Shrimp was all, has only been offered on a limited basis in the past, but has made a permanent fixture of Red Lobster's menu this summer. Ludovic Regis Henry Garnier, CFO of Red Lobster parent company Thai Union, said the offer was intended to get customers in the door but may have worked too well. We knew the price was cheap, but the idea was to bring more traffic to the restaurant, he said. The chain didn't anticipate so many people taking advantage of the deal, Garnier said. Um, this reminds me of Applebee's has like the endless chicken or endless wings or whatever. And they do it in such a way, well, at least what, how Applebee's does it. First of all, don't fucking blame me for going to Applebee's. I was in college, okay? It was a small town, half-price apps after, like, nine or something. They, yeah, they had that. But they, it'd be so long in between, <laughs> like, in between, like, you get your meal and you're like, I'd like to order, you finish it, and you're like, I would like to order another, please. And then your stomach adjusts and you're like, and you're, you know, uh, in other countries, your stomach's like, hey, man. Don't eat anymore. You're done. 
in America, your stomach doesn't do that. That's just like an American thing. So I know some of you aren't from the United States. And so it's like, yeah. So in the United States, what happens is you, you just keep eating until you're, in your, until you're like, you know what? I feel horrible. <laughs> that's, that's how you live in America. You, know, you just eat, you feel horrible, and then eventually you adjust. You, know? you, just, you just be fat. You know, being fat is the best. Um, but, uh, yeah, no. So, F in the chat for, I think they all deserve it. But, uh, I don't, I've, I haven't been to Red Lobster in so fucking long. And the only thing I remember liking there is the biscuits. So, uh, to you, Red Lobster. Congratulations. You played yourself. FNX Fitness, the ultimate destination for fitness enthusiasts looking to reach their peak performance and achieve their health goals. Are you tired of the same old fitness routines that leave you feeling uninspired and unmotivated? Look no further than FNX Fitness, where they bring a fresh and innovative approach to your fitness journey. At FNX Fitness, they believe that true fitness goes beyond just physical strength. It's about nourishing your body and mind and soul to unlock your full potential. That's why they offer a wide range of high-quality supplements and products designed to support your active lifestyle. Fuel your workouts and enhance your recovery with the scientifically formulated supplements. From pre-workout energizers to post-workout recovery blends, FNX Fitness has you covered every step of the way. Their products are carefully crafted using premium ingredients, ensuring you get the nutrients you need to perform at your best. But don't take, but FNX Fitness is more than just supplements. It's a community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for fitness and well-being. Join their supportive community and gain access to expert advice, workout tips, and motivational content that will keep you inspired and on track towards your goals. They understand that fitness is a personal journey, which is why they offer a wide range of products to cater to your individual needs. Whether you're a seasoned athlete looking to take your performance to the next level or a beginner taking your first steps towards a healthier life, lifestyle, FNX Fitness has the tools and resources to support you every step of the way. But don't just take my word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already experienced the FNX Fitness difference. Transform your fitness routine and unlock your potent full potential with FNX Fitness. And using our code in the description, you can save 15% off your order from their website. Ready to take your fitness to the next level? Uh, visit their website on your Nihilist or your, your Nihilist retailer today and discover the power of FNX Fitness. Elevate your performance, fuel your passion, and become the best version of yourself with FNX Fitness. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, and save money with just a few taps on your phone. Are you tired of dealing with the hassle of carrying cash or waiting in long lines at the bank? With Cash App, you can say goodbye to those inconveniences and hello to a seamless financial experience. Sending money to friends and family has never been easier. Whether you're splitting the bill at dinner, paying your share of rent, or simply sending a birthday gift, Cash App lets you transfer money instantly directly from your bank account. No need to worry about writing checks or handling physical cash anymore. Uh, but Cash App doesn't stop there. It's complete financial ecosystem right at your fingertips. Use the app to easily pay for your morning coffee, groceries, or even your monthly subscriptions. With just a simple scan or tap, you can make purchases at millions of locations, both online and offline. And here's the best part. Cash App helps you save money too. With its innovative Boost feature, you can unlock exclusive discounts and cashback rewards at popular retailers, restaurants, and even your favorite services. It's like having your own personal saving assistant always looking out for the best deals. Worried about security? Cash App has you covered. With top-notch encryption and advanced security features, your financial information is always protected. Plus, if you have 
ever had any questions or concerns, CapChap's dedicated customer support team is available 24-7 to assist you. So why wait? Join millions of satisfied users and experience the convenience, speed, and savings that Cash App brings to your financial life. Download the app today from your app store and start sending spending and saving money like never before. Luckily, the best part is if you sign up using the link in the description, you get a free $5 just for signing up. That's literally just free money. Uh, so join Cash App today. The future of money is here. And when you use our links, you directly support this show. So, we're continuing our movie series on... Fucking movie series. We're finishing... We're continuing our Christmas movie series where I just talk about Christmas movies that I watch during Christmas time. So, this year is no different. So, you know, this is our fourth year. What's it? We're three years old, but we're four years into Christmas movies. We've done some of the classics. We've done the ones I hated. We did some ones I've never seen. Uh, today, we're going to go over a little mix of all of it. White Christmas, uh, a movie starring uh, Bing Crosby and that other guy. But I think the other guy was a little bit better. I don't know. No, Bing Crosby was good, too. I don't know. Didn't he, didn't he beat women? You know? Did he beat George Clooney's hot aunt? We're going to call Betty in this movie George Clooney's hot aunt. At least when she was young. I saw a picture when she before she died, and she was just an old lady. So, you know, remember, good looks are forever. So, anyways, though, I was suggested this movie by fellow Schwoke Lord, part of the Council of Schwelders, Joshua Casey, author of Tracking Desire, A Journey After Swallowtail Kites, uh, he, he suggests this movie to me and usually I don't take movie suggestions from him and by usually I don't, I mean, I always do. And I, I am always disappointed. Last thing he suggested I watch was the movie Donkey, which was a short film. It was a good short film, but it was about a guy whose dad was on his deathbed in the hospital. And, uh, when that in like the last year and a half happened to someone, you know, someone's dad died and they were sick with the disease and they died from it. You know, uh, that's the last thing you should be sending them is, uh, the short film donkey. So I took a chance on Josh Casey again. I don't think he was the one who told me to watch Jack, Jack Frost last year was a goddamn mess. Less than a year after, before <laughs> my dad being dead, a movie about a dead dad. That was heartfelt. Dude, Jack Frost was the was not a good one for me. Um, I'm never gonna watch that fucking shit again. Um, but anyways, the White Christmas though, uh, I remember the thing is the only memories I have of White Christmas were of my dad watching it. My dad was the man who died with cable. Like, you know how, like, we're like, cable's really dead now. That was with my dad because he was like the one guy, like, he. He was never – like, he used Disney Plus because he was always interested in, like, The Mandalorian and stuff like that. So he did use it, you know, and my mom would like to watch a show, and so they watch it, you know. But, like, him by himself, like, he was on cable. Like, he – you know, he could switch through sports. Then he could go back to that final, like, 
seen from a few good men. You can't handle the truth. You know, he watched that. Then he go to. So he, I, I've seen clips from like Christmas, but I've never seen uh, the full thing. So I'm actually I've already seen it by this point, but I wrote this part. I'm like, I haven't seen the movie yet, but actually it was really good. <laughs> it was really good. I'm going to say a lot of mean shit about this movie, but like it was, it was actually really good. Like, you know, like if you don't like dance, if you don't like singing and dance numbers, you're not going to like this movie. But if you're like, I can appreciate it when it's really good or like I enjoy watching it when, you know, even when it's because this is like top tier. Like if you, if, you know, when when it comes to like musicals and shit like that, it's like if you go to like a show on Broadway, like even if the show kind of sucks, like it's Cats or whatever, like it's still going to be a good show because like the actors, they're such good singers and shit like that. It's going to be good. That's what this movie is. It's like even if you don't really like that shit, like they're so fucking good. Like, uh. Not uh, George Clooney's hot aunt, uh, the other the other lady, you know, the sister. Like, she was great. Like, she was really good. Even even George Clooney's hot aunt, she was good, too. I like calling her. He's a 60-something-year-old man. His aunt died. She's been dead for at least two decades now. And I'm calling it, I'm calling her, I'm calling Rosemary Clooney George Clooney's hot aunt. And guess what? It's still a good joke, so I'm going to continue doing it. So anyways, though, let's make Christmas great again. White Christmas. You know, why, what's wrong with a white Christmas? You know, all Christmases matter, you know? But uh, I do have a lot of thoughts on this movie, and so I've got to do it. Also, this movie takes place during segregation, which apparently I am not as educated as I want to be. I know it was bad, but I, I never realized that... Um, I don't know why I never made that connection. Apparently, black people would be okay with segregation if it meant equal resources, you know? If it, it was all about resources. It was never about, like, being equal. They, they just wanted equal resources, you know? Also, that could be wrong. Don't... This is not a part where you should be like, all right, well, I'm writing my dissertation. Better, better jot this down. I'm going to write my dissertation over a fucking white Christmas. I'm going to fucking... Right, with this dude, this asshole's fucking talking about. So let's get into the story. Let's get into the, let's get into the story. A lot of great songs, you know, but we're going to talk about the plot because that's the most important part. So this movie takes place uh, before singing was gay, okay? So you remember how, like, singing is gay, you know? There was a time before that when it was not gay. And this was the time, World War II, <laughs> was the time period. Uh, Bing Crosby is, I guess he has another name, but I don't know. I'm just going to call him Bing. Uh, I might call him shitty Google or Bing Crosby. I always got to mix up with Bill Cosby, but apparently don't do that now. I don't know if they either of them were, I don't know who's worse. So, uh, so yeah, so singing was not gay. Okay. So it was world war two and Bing Crosby is just singing songs to a bunch of grown men. And, uh, I need to ask my friend this, but like, you know, those USO shows, like you either want to be entertained or you, I think the perfect mix for one of those USO shows would be having like a hot chick who does have a talent like comedy or music or whatever. That person is the perfect person to perform because one, they are getting good art sent to them because I do think like, yeah, if you're in fucking Afghanistan, dude, 
Like, there's no way. Like, they probably have a couple good bands around there, but the U.S. military is not going to be hiring those bands. So, you know, they're going to bring in some white people to be singing. And, uh, and uh, yeah, why not bring a hot chick up there? Like, have her, like, have a talent, you know, but don't let her just be hot. Don't be of her being hot to be hotter, you know? So, anyways, it's a... Uh, Christmas Eve, 1944, World War II, Germany. It said Europe, so I'm assuming Germany or Italy. Italy. Uh, and so what happens was Bob Wallace, that's, that's Bing Cosby. Phil Davis, that's the other guy with the big nose, uh, who, is, who seemed like he put in a little bit more effort into this movie than Bing. Bing Crosby did great in this movie, but like the other guy, whose name I don't know, who's probably I should have wrote, I, I could have wrote down. But I didn't, uh, yeah, he's he's like, let's be a duo. And Bing Cosby's like, fuck that. And then after their old fucking general decides to retire, fucking that's when they get bombed. And I got to say, I'm not cut out for war, dude. I don't think I'm meant, I don't think humans are meant for this. It's like, you think about it, like other countries, not the United States, other countries, it's just like, yeah, everyone does the military, you know, it's just, it's just what happens, you know? You're like, oh yeah, we don't, do that and so i'm just like i'm proud to be an american where i don't have to die because i will be the dumbest one and i will do something with a grenade and die and i'll proudly die because america ran out of all the good people first (laughs) that would be if that is something like if america has a draft we ran out we we have run out of good people. If Mary has a draft again, we're at a point, you know, it's just like the military recruiting is so fucking good. At least how they do it, you know. It might be stupid for joining, but like their recruiting skills, top notch, you know. Uh yeah, if they're they're asking me to fucking go in there and be like, can you can you help? I'm like, can it be a video game? Can it be like Fortnite or something like that? Because if it's Fortnite, I might might have a chance. You know, you just give me a con- Honestly, though, if you gave me a controller, it has to be third person. If it's first person shooting, I, I will suck ass. But third person shooting, I'm your guy right there, America. I'm your guy. If you just need me, just just let me pull it up whenever I want to. I'll kill whoever I need to, you know? That has to suck, though. Dude, it really has to suck. If you are killed by a drone, you know how fucking goddamn mad I would be if I was killed by a drone? Like, can some motherfucker show their goddamn face that they want to fucking murder me? You know? It's like, I don't know, like, can I go out fighting? I don't want to go, I don't want some goddamn robot killing me, you know? Like, you know how fucking sad that is? Like, how did, how did your, how did your son die, Nancy? Uh, well, a drone killed him. You're like, that sucks. You know, if someone's like, he fought in the heat of battle, you know? Down to his last breath. Like, cool. You know? That's how, that's how I'm going to be remembered. Anyways, though, I would, I talk about singing gay. Oh, yeah, they sing a rousing chorus of the old, they sing... That's how I know this was before singing was gay is because they sang to their general. Was it? What's it? Yeah, it's the general, right? Go to the general to save some time. General Waverly, yeah. They're just like, they're singing a little gay little song to him. You're like, yeah, I guess singing's not gay. That's why I thought I'm like, I guess singing's not gay yet. Oh, yeah, and then a wall almost falls on Bob and Phil saves him. And now Bob is in a life debt, apparently, to Phil. 
and they have to be like a duo act. And uh, is the duo act very straight? No, it's not. It's very gay. And it really doesn't help <laughs> that in these old fucking movies, like before High Definition, High Definition has ruined a lot of movies. Like it's enhanced. It made, it's made a lot of movies better, but it's ruined a lot. of Like this is a movie that was very much ruined by High Definition uh, because all the guys were wearing makeup. And it's the kind of makeup uh, that theater kids wear now. And if we know, most men in theater are gay. You can be straight in theater, okay? You know? But the thing is, if you're a straight guy in theater, you have a lot of gay male friends, okay? Like, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know? It's like someone's got to sing those parts, but, like, also, like, when they have to, like, those guys, the, the gay guys in theater, they're kissing more bitches than you are, so you can shut the fuck up. Uh, so yeah, I guess after they, after they finish their army stuff, they decide to make it big as musicians, and the movie didn't do a good job of saying that, but I guess they're successful. You know, I don't know. I guess, I guess, I mean, I guess they have a hundred dollars for train tickets, so I guess they're doing okay. Um... So, yeah, then they have a fucking friend in the military. He's like, you want to watch my sisters perform? First of all, if I had a sister, I would not be introducing her to any of my friends. If I knew anyone, if I had a sister and I knew anyone, if I knew anyone with a, and I had a sister, I would not be telling any of those guys anything about my sister. Like, that, that bitch does not exist. I, have a, I, I just have a brother. I'm like, he exists. He's, he's pretty fucking fruity. Um, so yeah, I guess they come to watch the show. The Betty, that's, uh, George Clooney's hot aunt and, uh, Judy who, who I, that's my, I like her more. I don't know. I think she's, I don't know. I'm more attracted to her. I don't know. There's something about Judy. I like a little bit more. So they, they're singing at a restaurant in like fucking Florida. So God, so Florida did exist back then, um, uh, back in like the 1950s. You don't think it did, but it did. And you're like, you and apparently, well, what the fuck happened? So they meet, they hit it off, you know, yada, 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 this shit happens. Um, oh, yeah, they found out, like, uh, oh, no, this was, I also have to mention, this was the part of the film where I realized, oh, yeah, this is a musical, so it's going to be pretty gay. And I'm just like, okay, and now we're not going to be talking about gay characters in the movie, because I remembered it was a musical <laughs> at this, we're like 30 minutes in this fucking movie. I'm just like, Oh, yeah, it's a musical. It's gonna be gay. You know, musicals are gay. And you know what? I fucking love gay shit. I don't like guys, but I love gay shit. Like, you know, musicals, put, have me, I'll, I'll listen. I don't even care if, I, if it's cats, I'll watch it. I fucking hate that musical. I'll watch it. I'll, I'll go to it. I'll, I'll watch it as many times as you want me to watch it. I'll watch the goddamn movie version of it if I. Uh, no, I actually won't do that. I'll see it on Broadway, though. I mean, I'll, I'll see if, like, the people are good, you know? They're actually like, let's make a good product. Um, so, yeah, they, they you figured that out. The movie's gay. Um, so I guess, like, this is a situation where, like, the girls would, like, live somewhere for a minute, and then they'd perform and shit like that, then they'd move on after, after whatever, you know? Um... And I guess they were being falsely accused of damaging a rug. And so they got, they called the police about it, which I don't know. I'm, 
Is this when the police were useful? Because they built the, I, if I went to the police and said, hey, this woman damaged my rug. You know what the police would fucking do? They might come up, they would maybe come to you, take notes, and then they you would never hear from them ever again. Like, that's what would happen if, if you fucking had to see. You know, like, but apparently they're going to get arrested. But luckily, um, after Bob and Phil put on a drag show. Now, the people this movie was made for, the people that were kids when this movie came out, and, you know, the people who would like it as much as they do, are the ones very outspoken about like how much they don't like drag shows these days. This movie had a whole ass fucking drag show in the middle of it. And people didn't even, and also they were lip syncing to these, whatever the fuck sisters names are, you know, they were lip singing. And so people didn't even people, people didn't even care. They were lip syncing. I would be mad. I would be more mad about the lip singing. Like that's why I don't go to drag shows. Lip singing. I saw, someone posts that they went to a drag show at for brunch or whatever. I'm like, that is way too fucking early to deal with that shit. You know, like, you know, drag shows, they're great. You know, they're great. However, I don't, I don't want to wake up and go to one though. Like, let me process existence a little bit throughout the day. And then I'll go to the drag show. I'll go, I'll go to a drag show in the evening, but do not ask me to go to a drag show right after I wake up. I will be, I will be one, a zombie, and then two, is like, hey, honey, how are you doing today? I'm like, I can't do this right now. I just woke up. So don't do that. So the girls escape out of the window, and the guys escape with them. And uh, the girls are going to Vermont. They have, apparently, they got to do a bunch of shows in Vermont. And so Phil and Bob, they decide, you know what? Let's get laid. And they decide to go with them. So they end up in Vermont. Uh, they find out that uh, their old general from the war, General Waverly, uh, he's like the landlord of the hotel, which I think this was back in the day when hotels like were expected to like entertain guests, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, you're sleeping here. Like nowadays, it's just like, oh, the hotel is just where you fucking sleep. Like this is where you go. You know, this is like your little home away from home. Like that's what hotel is. Like you go in there, you watch TV, you sleep, and you go out and do things like back in the day, like, you know, like when things were nicer, uh, you know, like people was like, Oh, you get dinner at the hotel and then you have entertainment. You know, it's like just, you know, when America was good, <laughs> minus the seg- minus the segregation part, some of the, some of the stuff back then was pretty good. And then it's just like, and then you're like, real as well, the bad shit. And you're like, well, you know, I, it's not that part I liked. <laughs> um, so after uh, figuring out General Waverly, you know, now owns the fucking place. They're like, we're going to put on the best goddamn show you've ever put on. Not the drag show, but the best one. Uh, and then they figured out General Waverly was rejected from rejoining the army, which I don't know the fucking rules there. Uh, but I wouldn't have another friend do that. Oh, yeah, this was like back in the day when you're just like, did I get any mail, sweetheart? And then you're like, oh, yes, you got one letter here. Looks like it's very important, you know, back in the day when things, when it felt like some things were more important than others, you know. Now that nothing really seems to matter anymore. Uh, God, where in the fuck am I in here? Uh, oh, yeah, Bob's like, let's prove the general's not forgotten. He eventually gets a bunch of people to fucking show up, and it's kind of gay, so I don't really want to talk about that. Cause I'm not part of the community, so I can't really speak on gay shit. Um, 
what else happens here? Yeah, they put on the show. Yeah, it's gay. Yeah, the show was gay. Um, what am I reading here? Ed suggests they put the general on the show and make a big scene of his misfortune. Okay, yeah, yeah, and they didn't do that because that sounds like fucking off. That sounds fucking awful. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, and then the the whole the whole reason for all this was like Betty and Bob. They're like trying to get Bob and Betty together and shit like that. And the worst possible fucking moment in this movie happened. Uh, Bob was drinking just a glass of milk. Just a glass of milk. Just fucking weird. Weird as shit. You're a grown-ass man. It's like you have like a turkey sandwich and a glass of milk. Like, we all see the red flag here, right? Like, that's not, that's not, that's not something you should do. Uh, that is not something you should do. Until that happened, that scene happened. They're trying to get the romance going or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I think after this, like, the movie was just like, how do we get from musical number to musical number and uh i think this is it phil and judy they they pretended to get engaged and like throughout the entire movie you're kind of like are they dating or are they just trying to set up their friend and they're just good friends in the meantime slash siblings and then you're like okay i guess they're engaged and then you find out that that shit was not real and stuff like that. And then I realized I was watching the movie. I realized that this movie is not about Christmas at all. This says the beginning of the movie was like, this happens on December 24th. And then we move away from it. And it's not Christmas for a while until like the very last minute of the movie. So, uh, that's cool. Uh, this movie is not about Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. It's called white Christmas. Not about Christmas. Literally at all. It's like, impress people i don't even know what the movie you know it was just like uh how do i get this bitch to like me let's let's put on a show at their hotel or that they're supposed to be working at. let's let's just fucking do it up uh so then betty accepts a gig in new york and leaves her sister and then they have to go and get her and that that i didn't get that story i'm like what the fuck is going on uh so your sister got engaged and you're just like fuck it i'm going to new york like okay like if you're like, oh, uh, me and my brother are in a band together, and then your brother gets engaged, you're just like, we're still going to do the band, right? And, yeah, you have that conversation. You don't just fucking go for another gig. I don't know. Yeah, this is where the movie got real. Oh, yeah, then they had their gay little thing for Gen- General Waverly. Um, very, very gay, FYI, if you didn't know. The gayest thing I've seen in a while. Um, and uh, I've seen men fuck each other. So, like, this, this, this was gayer. Gayer than that. Also, all the men were in, like, makeup, too, because of, like, oh, yeah, it's going to be uh, very low picture quality. So it's not going to ma- – this is with this helps, and now it doesn't. It makes it look a lot worse. Um, now we get to Christmas Eve. Now we're fi- – it's finally fucking Christmas. Like, we're in a Christmas movie. I think, what, we're, like, a couple – like, we're at least 20 minutes in to me talking about this movie. It's finally fucking Christmas Eve. <laughs> dude bear it's barely been christmas this entire time uh so they surprised general waverly with another course of this old man the old man i don't know gay little song uh betty and bob become engaged too that it just happened i don't think they did a good job doing that romance but who am i to judge uh oh and judy and yeah yeah judy and phil like this had to get married too which the normal people and then uh and then everyone sings white christmas and then 
snow falls and everything's good to go. So that is White Christmas, folks. That that was the entire movie. I'm not joking. So what did we learn about this movie? What did we learn from watching this movie? Because every movie has a lesson. Show tunes are gay. I mean, we all already knew that. Um, this movie also had nothing to do with Christmas. Also very true, this is not a Christmas movie. I will say that. I don't think White Christmas is a Christmas movie. I think it's just an old movie. I think it's just fucking old. It's an old movie. And uh, I guess other things I'd say, High Definition uh, has ruined a lot of old movies like this one. <laughs> fucking watch these guys with fucking eyeliner on. You're like, well, you see here, I'm a tough guy. I'm like, no, no. Like, I wear eyeliner sometimes. And I don't claim to be a tough guy. So, like, we all know. Uh, and also, I guess, don't pretend to be engaged because it really fucks up your work, too. So, so yeah, that's White Christmas. Uh, next week, what are we going to do? I don't know, but remember. When you drink alcohol? How do I breathe? Drizzly, the ultimate convenience for all your alcohol needs, delivered right to your doorstep. Tired of making last-minute trips to the liquor store or dealing with crowded aisles and long checkout lines? With Drizzly, your favorite drinks are just a few taps away, making your alcohol shopping experience easier and more enjoyable than ever before. Drizzly brings the liquor store to you, offering an extensive selection of beer, wine, spirits, and more. Browse their vast catalog of top-quality brands, local favorites, and specialty beverages, all conveniently organized on their user-friendly app or website. With Drizzly, there's no need to leave the comfort of your home. Simply choose your favorite drinks, place your order, and let their reliable delivery partners handle the rest. Whether you're hosting a party, relaxing after a long day, or simply stocking up for the weekend, Drizzly ensures that you drink your drinks are delivered promptly and securely. But Drizzly isn't just about convenience. It's about choice. Discover new flavors, explore unique craft brews, or find the perfect bottle of wine to complement your meal. With Drizzly's vast selection, you have the freedom to choose exactly what you want when you want it. Worried about the hassle of age verification? Drizzly has you covered. Their delivery partners are trained to ensure responsible alcohol delivery, making sure that only those of legal drinking age receive their orders. Your safety and the safety of your community is their top priority. Join the millions of satisfied customers who have already embraced the convenience and simplicity of Drizzly. Say goodbye to the hassle of traditional alcohol shopping and hello to the ease of having your favorite drinks delivered to your doorstep. That's not all. Using our link in the description gives you $5 off your first order, which can greatly enhance your night, if you know what I'm saying. Uh... Ready to elevate your drinking experience? Download the Drizzly app or visit our website today and experience the future of alcohol shopping. Cheers to a new way of enjoying your favorite drinks with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Honey, your ultimate online shopping companion that saves you time and money effortlessly. Are you tired of endlessly searching for coupon codes or missing out on the best deals when shopping online? Say goodbye to those frustrations and hello to Honey, the free browser extension that revolutionizes your online shopping experience. Honey is your personal shopping assistant that automatically finds and applies the best coupon codes at checkout, helping you save money with just a few clicks. No more wasted time scouring the internet for discounts. Honey does the work for you, ensuring you never miss out on a great deal again. But Honey doesn't stop at coupon codes. It 
it goes the extra mile to ensure you get the best price possible. With Honey's innovative price history feature, you can track the price changes of your favorite products over time. This means you'll always know if you're getting the best deal or if it's better to wait for a price drop. And the best part, Honey works seamlessly with over 30,000 online retailers, including popular brands across fashion, tech, home goods, and more. Whether you're shopping for a new wardrobe, upgrading your electronics, or sprucing up your living space, Honey has your back, ensuring you get the best value for your money. Worried about privacy and security? Rest assured, Honey is committed to protecting your personal information. They never sell or share your data, and their browser extension is designed with top-notch security measures to keep your online shopping experience safe and secure. Join the millions of satisfied users like me who have already saved millions of dollars with Honey. Download the Honey browser extension today and unlock a world of savings every time you shop online. Don't miss out on an incredible deal and the chance to save money effortlessly. Experience the power of Honey and take your online shopping to a whole new level. Honey, the sweetest way to shop online. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh no! Our table! It is time for Oh No Our Table, the part of the podcast where I just answer questions. Let's just fucking... Let's just jump into it. What movie that traumatized you the most? I should have read that. What movie that traumatized you the most? I'm reading it right. Okay, I'm reading the question right. Uh, that doesn't mean it's a bad movie. I mean that reminds you of even after you watch it long ago. Okay, so I would probably say the most traumatizing movie. Feel like it's dumb as an adult, but Signs, M. Night Shyamalan's Signs. And you got you got to admit, like, if you're watching the movie on a CRT TV, like just an old fucking blurry-ass fucking TV, those th- that scene... I don't know how to describe it's the scene where the alien it's like an alleyway and you just see the alien walk by, you know, like the fucking like they're making a Sasquatch joke, you know, that the infamous Sasquatch video, you know, but yeah, I don't know something about that scene. And then, you know, it's it's and then like when the aliens get into that, there is something about that movie, you know. I'm not saying it's a masterpiece, but I'm saying for, like, the horror genre, like, it gets the job done. He got the job done. Like, I think I saw it maybe second, third grade. Started using a nightlight again. Like, you know, I'm just like, uh, uh, aliens don't like light, right? You know, (laughs) I don't know. It was, like, my logic behind it. But I don't know. I've also don't have, apparently, I've kind of learned, like, I have 20-20 vision. But apparently, like, that does not mean I can see in the dark very well. So I don't think I have that like nighttime vision or when it's dark. Like, so if it's like cloudy, rainy at night and I'm trying to drive, like I have the worst time, like, you know, it it is weird. I don't know. It's something weird about that. So yeah, like signs that move. I don't know. Just something about the aliens walking out, just being way too casually walking into homes and shit like that, you know? And that shit, you know, and I lived in fucking nowhere, Kansas at that time. So, like, where aliens go. Like, if you're an alien, where do you go? You're either going to uh, Russia, probably, and you're just teaming up with them and making making shit. Or you're going to fucking Kansas, you know, because it's just fucking open nothing. You know, and if you're an alien, where are you going to land? Open nothing. That's where you're going to fucking land. So I justify my experiences with the science movies. And I got to say, 
watching it in high definition doesn't hold up as much as it did when I was a kid. Before high definition, I mean, high definition exists. It is weird to think about, like, I'm that generation where things existed. Like, before I was born, the internet existed, but also the internet wasn't, like, in every home or whatever until, like, I was a little bit older. So, like, when I was a kid, not everyone had internet at their house or whatever, you know? I don't even know where I'm going with this fucking shit, dude. Fucking signs, dude. I don't know if I even want to watch it. Like, now as an adult, I'm like, someone's like, you guys want to watch fucking signs? And I think there's a VHS of it somewhere in my home. And I will tell you, fuck no. No, I don't know. I think heebie-jeebies probably is the best term for that. Do men find it attractive if a woman openly flirts with you and makes it obvious she's into you? Okay. So, okay, let's, let's start off with this. Uh, I guess this is the age-old question, like, do men care if, like, a woman, you know, approaches them first? Because I guess in a society uh, which of which we all live in, uh, it's typically expected for a man to approach a woman. So if like a man wants to date a chick, a man has to do it. Like if it's a woman wanting to do it, she just has to fucking wait around. Feel like a woman, a real woman. So, and this idea, it's like, oh, do, do men, it's just that question. Do men care? Uh, no, I don't think that's necessarily a problem. However, let's, let's think about it this way. I've been thinking about this a lot. Ladies, let's think about this. Um, if you're a woman and you're like, I'm going to, why don't I just fucking make the first move on a man? You know, like, and you know, it's, it's not necessarily the worst thing. Cause like men are shy too. Men aren't as social, you know, you know, if you're, if you're a chick who's just like, you know, I'm social. I want to date that guy. And you know, I understand that he's probably not as social as I am, you know? So yeah, I'll just go up to him and figure that shit out. I think what women should also realize though, is when you ask this question, if you care, Remember, just think about what it's like from, like, a man coming up to a woman, you know? Because when, like, from from what I assume from my lady friends, uh, what they say, you know, there's, there's, there's two situations, and this is real life, so I'm, I'm okay with saying this. Sometimes a woman will walk by you and she'd be like, don't look at me. Don't please don't look at me. Please stop looking at me. Please stop looking at me. And other times a woman's like, please look at me. Please look at me. Please look at me. Doesn't mean she's asking for it. I swear to God. Someone's like, well, Sweezy says she's asking for it. I did not fucking say that shit. I'm just saying that sometimes women are okay with it. You have to realize that, you know, how you think of like, sometimes if you want to be objectified, you're like the hot guy. Yeah, I like I like him to objectify me, but like him, no, that creepy guy. Please don't objectify me. It's it's gonna be the same thing for men too. You know, if you're weird, like you you know, you have to. I think you have to understand who you are and where you're coming from. At the same time, so like, I don't know if you're if you have it going on for you, openly flirt with guys. They're gonna fucking love that shit. If you are kind of on the weird end, and you know, you know who you are. You know what I'm talking about. You know. Uh, you have other traits that make you good. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, there's a different way you have to approach it. So it is really being, there is something to being like self-aware and going for it. But do men obviously find it, you know, if you're like a weird, creepy chick, like, yeah, men are going to, are going to hate it. It's, It's the same thing with like men and women. Think about it in the opposite version. Like, 
and stuff like that. So I think as long as you realize that, um, I always say, women, you should always go for it, you know? Pay on the first day, too, also. Especially if you have rich... Also, I was watching Suits. I think I'm on, like, season two right now. And my it was, like, a fl- the flashback episode. Mike goes on a date with a chick who wants him to take the LSATs for her, and she's like, parents' credit card... Uh, you don't have to worry about it. You know, like they're on a date. I'm like, will you fucking marry? If, so if a chick did that and be like, don't worry, it's my parents' credit card, you know, and they pay for the day. I'm like, will you fucking just marry me right now? <laughs> God damn, rich parents, you know, I'm like, because I have no, you know, I have no problem. In person, I can make boom. I can make baby boomers love. I can make them love, fucking love me. Enough to be like, marry my child. I, we're not there yet. We're figuring that shit out. But uh, enough to be like, I like this guy. Let's have him hang out. Like him coming over for for family, you know, shit, you know, good time. Uh, we're going to move on. My partner and I were put together. What? Uh, my partner and I have been dating for three years. We were set up by a mutual friend who knew our feelings for each other. Sometimes I feel self-conscious about how we got together and wonder if they would have asked me out on their own. I find myself wanting them to make up for it, but they don't feel the same insecurity. Is it reasonable for me to feel this way? How can I address this with my partner without being insulting? Okay, so from what it sounds like is you're a shy person. And she is also a shy person. And so you had your friend, who is not a shy person, hook you two up. And if you're not a shy person, uh, you know, when you when you meet two people and you're like, God damn, they'd be go so good together, you know? You just you 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 make it happen, you know. I I do that too, you know. I am the reason for so many marriages. I'm the reason for some saved marriages too. Okay. So yeah, so I'm I'm saying like uh, being upset that a friend set you up, like people get set up by friends literally all the goddamn time. Like that's literally how I know someone who's dating someone right now and they're probably getting pretty serious and they were the result of someone setting them up, you know? And that that's, that's you know, that's a thing about being a friend is if you have a friend who's single and you know a, someone of the opposite sex who's single, you're like, they would be perfect together. And basically all you do is just get them to meet each other and see what happens from there. Uh, you're worried. So let's, let's talk about what you're worried about. So I don't think there's anything wrong with like a friend helping you meet someone else. Cause like at the end of the day, how do we meet people? We meet people through like work, school, you know, you know, there, but then the other part is like you meet someone through another friend or something like that from an activity, you know, so it's not too un, you know, it's, if you think this is weird, like dating apps is weirder than like this. You're like a normal person like yeah my friend uh i had a friend who said we should get together and we met and i'm like yeah they were right you know there's nothing wrong with it uh if you're worried about other people think no one gives a shit no one no one's gonna give a shit about they like oh yeah so we met through them we're a mutual friend you know like that's us you know you don't understand how fucking normal that is to hear like how people meet like that is so fucking normal dude you're like more normal than anything um if you're worried to like, oh, she wouldn't have wanted to date me if they didn't send up like she would have wanted to date you, dude. Like my brother, she would have wanted to she like clearly if if you're if you're dating right now, clearly she wanted to date. It's not like you fucking tricked her. Like I, I always say I'm like I wore her down or whatever, you know? But like I didn't she made that choice on her own, okay? 
<laughs> that sounds so horrible out of context. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think you should feel self-conscious. You know, it's just like we met through a friend. That's all you have to say. Or my friend hooked us up together because we're both uh, the kind of people, you know, like you meet people who are just not the kind of people who are like, yeah, he's not going to ask her out. So we kind of have to push him. And, you know, that's why we have friends in the first place, because we need good people in our lives to who make our lives better and not worse. And that's a good friend. So, yeah, she will. She would have dated you whether that guy was in your well, that friend was in your life or not. So um, there's so much about this. But like overall, like you have a good thing going for you. Just shut the fuck up. I have been thinking of cheating on my partner. Can someone help? Uh, I've been in a long-term relationship for over 10 years and have been unhappy for more than half of that time. I've recently developed attractions to other men. Oh, you're the woman. Okay, thank God. Uh, You're not gay. Um, God, that's horrible. Which is causing distress, which are in a dead bedroom situation, and my partner lacks of self-care is a turnoff. Bringing up feels daunting as we live together and have a cat, and my partner has a way of convincing me to stay. I want to explore these emotions and find a healthier way forward. I'm considering therapy again, but unsure if it will help. Any advice? So let's let let's just let's take a step back here. Uh, you're like I'm gonna start therapy, and I'm just gonna say here as someone who's also in therapy, I gotta say your therapist tends to tell you the same things every session. And I feel like if you went to therapy, she would probably say either you guys need couples counseling or you should break up. Something like that, because your therapist will probably notice, I'm like, hey, this this person in your life is causing your problems. And so we need to fix we, we gotta either fix them or fix the situation and stuff like that. So uh but you say you've been unhappy for, like, over half that time, though? Like, for me, and you say you have a cat together, so maybe the cat will die. That's that's horrible. Don't kill the cat. I swear to fuck God, if you kill that cat, I'll kill you. But, yeah, no, yeah, so, so you either have to understand, so your feelings of cheating is probably your, your need to be like, hey, I need to be, you know, in a relationship, you know, that's, like, your body telling you, like, hey, I need to be with someone. That's why humans have adapted. Like, we don't need, like, if we look at, like, just biology or whatever, like, animals don't have fucking lives. Some of them do. Most of them don't. You know? And, like, really, and, you know, it's, like, mating and shit like that. So the fact that we're, like, we need relationships as a species is so different. And so I think it's, I think it's important to understand, like, do I just not want to be around this person anymore? Like, because it sounds like you don't want this person out of your life. You would just rather have a partner you're actually kind of attracted to and stuff like that. So, um, that's kind of a rough one. I think this is kind of like a him problem. I mean, I don't know your side. So you could be, you could be the worst human being to ever fucking exist. Uh, but yeah, I guess my big advice would be either you have to just, I think, First thing you should think of, don't cheat. Don't fucking cheat on your partner. If you're thinking about cheating, the first thing you should realize if you're really thinking on cheating, like, should we break up or should we continue? And because you shouldn't cheat because cheating is bad. You shouldn't do that. That's a bad thing to do. Don't do that. But if you think about, like, hey, do I actually want to be with this person anymore? Uh, you might not get the cat anymore or you could steal the cat. I don't know. That's that's a different story. But 
Yeah, you have to realize, like, do I want to be in a relationship with this person? Because, like, you got to sell your wild oats, you know? You got to do that. If you're not going to do that, then what's the point of all this, you know? Uh, what is a subtle sign that someone's life sucks? Um, whew, what is a subtle sign that someone's life sucks? Um, I think, I think the big thing for me of like, if I'm thinking about like, oh wow, you're just cause your life is terrible. Don't like, that would be my reaction. Like I, I would think about like saying, uh, don't take out just cause your life is fucking shitty. Don't take it out on me, you know? And so I'm thinking about those people for a second, those people I would say that comment to, uh, I would say they're probably in a horrible relationship or marriage or something like that. Like, you know, you know, I've had friends who are like stuck in a marriage and are like, I am so goddamn fucking miserable being next to this fucking bitch. Like, I don't know if there's a way out. And, uh, yeah, you know, that's, you know, I think, yeah, if you, if you're a guy and you complain about your fucking wife, you're one of those friends, my fucking wife sucks, and not in the good way. And then the crowd goes. <laughs> then your life. You know, I don't know. Something, I don't know. It's like, I hate my kids. I hate my family. I'm like, yeah, your life probably fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> um, what else? Like, I, you know, and I think it's always like people who take, make little things or really things that don't matter way too seriously, you know? Cause it's just like, so I'm thinking about my brother when he was in the seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade, what happened was, I guess he accidentally left his pencil in the classroom and then like he went back to get it and the teacher gave him a detention. Now in my mind, I feel like you should punish kids, uh, when they're acting like little shits, not like when they accidentally forget something because people forget shit all the time. You know, my parents just let them have detention because teachers were always right. Teach a teacher would never do anything wrong when I was a kid. But if I was, but like me as an adult now, you know, and I would go to school and say, and like my kids, like I'm in detention tonight. I'm like, why are you in detention? I accidentally forgot my pencil in class and the teacher gave me a detention. I'm like, all right, we're gonna have a meeting with this fucking teacher because she needs to take, she needs to stop taking her fucking shitty life out on you. You know? And stuff like that. It's like people who take little goddamn problems and just make your life miserable because of it. Like those are the people that someone's life sucks. So I think about, I'm thinking about all of you who have to like work retail and you have a manager or a boss or whatever. And they're actually the worst fucking fucking human being you've ever met in your life. That person's life sucks. And you know, usually your life sucks if you try to make other people's lives miserable. So, you know, you, you, there's always, if your life, if you're just like, someone's making me miserable, like, look up that chain of command. See whose life is really miserable and who is the goddamn psycho taking it on everyone else, you know? Recently heard a strange thing from a woman friend of mine and curious if it's true. During a recent hangout with friends, the topic of attraction came up specifically regarding what men and women find appealing. One of my female friends who is considered very attractive mentioned that a cute face on a man matters more to her than his body. Another friend who typically dates muscular guys agreed with the sentiment. I asked her if she would still be interested in a man with a great face but who was overweight rather than a ripped guy who was an attractive face. She responded that she would prefer the overweight man with the nice face. I'm curious if others share this perspective. Now, I'm not a woman, and I am also not attractive guys. Uh, of, you know, apparently 
I have to tell everyone this like every episode. I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. But uh, from what I'm aware, and according to my game and some of my other friends' game, uh, yeah, what a because I guess men think that women are attracted to like the six pack, ripped guy, very handsome, uh, like Ryan Reynolds. You know, Ryan Reynolds when he's in when he's in really good shape, uh, he's usually in pretty good shape. But like you know, when he's has to do a movie, good shape. You know, like, we think, like, that's the guy, you know? And we think guys like that, guys who are always on The Bachelor and stuff like that. And now, you know, it is an attractive, those are attractive men, you know, and stuff like that. So, like, there's nothing against that and nothing wrong with how they look. Uh, We're talking about, you know, this guy's conversation. And, yeah, from what I know, and I think what's really important about, like, what you're asking here is uh, weight and, like, what your body looks like isn't necessarily like a deal breaker for women. Now, like if a woman's like very much into fitness and shit like that, she's going to be in a guy who's really into fitness like that. But you know, women who are not into that, like it's not necessarily a big deal. Like bot, like, you know, a fat guy. Well, like, yeah, you know, like I think they want a guy who's like more just like takes care of themselves, you know, versus like a guy who's like always working out and shit like that. But yeah, women are not as, and I also think, I guess they're not as, they don't care as much about that. And they're also not as shallow as men too. Women are willing to look past like weird flaws in men, like at least appearance. Women are willing to look past appearance flaws. I think women are a lot more self-conscious about like appearance and stuff like that. So they're a lot more forgiving on like what they're attracted to in a partner versus like what men are men men are way more like i i sometimes think i'm like did i sometimes you think about like are these standards too high because like i know i'm not like a 10 out of 10 i i would give myself an eight when i work really hard and then a seven every other day and that could be a little too high you know so like that but yeah i think for the fellows out there what this what this meaning is what this guy had a conversation with is uh, being super muscular in shape is not going to help you get laid. You know, it's not like a thing that's going to help you get laid. I think there's, I think there's a lot more, there's a lot more things that women are looking for in a partner or to someone to even one night stands with. That's, there's so much more than like their actual appearance, uh, versus, uh, like, you know, there's, there's so much more like, like, if you tell a woman, like, you could be the ugliest fucking guy on earth, but, like, if you're like, yeah, I make a lot of money, and then, like, it's that's not an attractive quality for a woman. Not saying, like, all women are like that, but success, having a lot of money, stability, stuff like that, it's, a, it's just not more of an attractive quality. But I'm also a man, so I can't tell you I know. Uh, I can't tell you I know everything. Feel like a woman, a real woman. All right, last question. What is isn't the flex many people think it is. I think people who try to brag about how long they work and shit like that, you know, it's like, yeah, I stayed up all night doing this. I'm like, you know, it's, it's pretty good, you know? I don't know, man. I've, if you're like, yeah, I spent all night practicing this, you know, and I'm playing it. I'm like, I've, I've heard better, you know? Um, yeah, I think stuff like that, how hard you work, like how many hours you put into work, like a week, I remember I worked some customer service job and this, some dude was like, I make $50 an hour, you know? And I'm like, okay, cool, cool dude. And then like he had to mail something 
to the customer service or whatever. And he's like, you're going to pay me back for the stamp? I'm like, sir, you make $50 an hour. You want to shut the fuck up right now? Like, you just fucking wasting. He's like, I'm a very busy man. I'm like, you clearly are because you're fucking wasting my time. Um, it's really, it's really shit. Like, like what boomers brag about. I really think what boomers brag about is, isn't the flex. Like I woke up at 5am today. I'm like, cool, man. I, you know, if I don't have like anything going on, I'll wake up at 10 every day. You know, guys, what? We still do the same. Just cause you wake up early doesn't mean I can't stay up late and still get everything else done. You know, uh, yeah, it's really. I really just think of like what what are the boomers bragging about, and then I'm like, that's not like a good flex. It's like, I uh, like, yeah, I gave my soul for this job. I'm like, yeah, the job doesn't give a shit about you. So like, you know, shut the fuck up. You know, um, I would say the flex that isn't what people think it is. It's always what boomers brag about. You know, back in my by day, you know, we would work so we would walk five miles to school in a blizzard. I'm like, no, you didn't. But okay, cool. Keep bragging about that shit. So like, yeah, it's typically who's flexing things that shouldn't be flexed. Uh, it's always the boomers. It's always the fucking baby boomers. And with that being said, thank you for listening to this episode of Cancel Sweezy uh, or Christmas Sweezy, better known as the Lord's trademark favorite podcast, especially around Christmas time. So follow me on social media at the Sweezy. My music you can listen to uh, Joy to the World wherever you stream music out. Get in the Christmas spirit. Uh, Patreon, Cash App, we have PayPal, all great ways to say thank you for being a friend. And don't forget all the free shit you can do. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're thumbs upping the videos. Leave us a comment, share, leave a review. Give us a five, four, three, two, or one star rating. So, yeah. And with all that being said, let's end on a cool thing. Somehow Palpatine returns. Holly Vila butt drugs and stay awesome.
Thank you for tuning in to Cancel Shweezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast, and joining me on this incredible journey. I hope you've enjoyed the valuable insights and engaging discussion I brought to your ears. To ensure you never miss an episode, hit that subscribe button now. By subscribing, you'll receive automatic updates whenever we release new content, keeping you in the loop with the latest episodes and topics. Subscribing not only guarantees that you'll never miss a beat, but also helps support our show. Your subscription plays a crucial role in helping us continue to bring you high-quality content and maintain our podcast growth. So whether you're listening on your favorite podcast platform or watching our YouTube channel, take a moment to click that subscribe button. Join our community of passionate listeners and be part of the journey. Personally, I appreciate your support, and together, we can make this podcast even better. So don't wait any longer. Hit that subscribe button now and stay connected with us. Thank you for being part of our podcast family.